Hi there, this is Marina, and you're going to listen to the first episode of my podcast called Film People, where I interview my friends who work in the film industry or have any film industry aspirations. I initially didn't plan on making this podcast, but I had um, a conversation with my friend Andy, who we happened to record, and it turned out great. So I have decided to make a podcast because why not? My first episode is with Andy Compton, a writer director, um, and also a Twitter celebrity in a way. <laughs> and we talked about um, film set horror stories, film festivals, and the industry in general. So I hope you enjoy. We are yeah. here to talk about film. Yes, we are. Directing, cinematic directing, arts. writing, producing, mm-hmm. anything. Editing. Anything and everything. Mm-hmm. What do you do in film? Oh, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Andy Compton. I'm a screenwriter, a director. Hold on, hold on. The question that always bugged me, like bothered me, like I couldn't sleep at night. Is Compton your real last name? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I think cool. the the city was before me, but um, I think it's an English last name. I'm pretty sure. I've never done a 23andMe or any ancestry anything. Okay. But I think that my dad's side of the family, he's just an Indiana white guy. And right. I think that uh, that we're English on that side. I don't know. But my mom is Japanese. We're Okinawan on that side. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an English last name. Uh, yeah, I'm Andy Compton. I'm a screenwriter, a director, and you could sort of say a producer and an editor and a sound guy. And uh, I've done a few things. But no, mainly what I do right now, just making short films here in Missouri. Uh, I'm a screenwriter, director, and a producer and editor. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. what do you have to say about directing? How, how's Hang that on, treating is you? Gonna, is this what it is? Is this like the first episode of your podcast? Like, no, it no, it's not. Like I just really wanted to make a conversation. So you feel free to ask okay. me some questions too. So if you okay, want. Okay. <laughs> well, what what do you do in film, Marina? Well, let's see. I pretty much same direct, yeah. write, produce, edit. So I'm currently editing a short film. I mm-hmm. am in pre production for a project that i can't talk about <laughs> mm, well right, no actually exciting. actually i can but like it's it's such an early stage of pre-production so yeah there's it's also not, just cooler there's to say that nothing you can't to talk, talk about. about it yeah it's, it's kind of a cool thing you know like yeah. it, it makes you mysterious and the more mm-hmm. mysterious you are i feel like the more successful you are in this bit you know like mm-hmm. people who have 10 posts on instagram and like millions mm-hmm. of followers and like you are so mysterious, sir. Like, what is going on? So, yeah, same mm-hmm. concept. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, editing, producing. So, lately, I've been really into producing and kind of like a business side of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, legal side, you know, I'm really attracted to that for some reason. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll don't you see. work in don't you work in insurance? I do. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I kind of just made it a statement. I do. Yeah. Working so insurance. I do. And yeah. fun, fun fact is that these two industries intersect in some some type of way, you know. Yeah. And lately, I've been doing some production insurance, um, and just looking into, you know, what type of insurance 
films need um mm-hmm. anything in and around entertainment might need so i'm really curious about that and mm-hmm. you know yeah no yeah. that's awesome that you found a way where like you know as you're climbing the ranks and hopefully going to make film your full-time job soon that you found a place where your day job can intersect with film and uh, that's pretty cool. like to be honest andy what is full-time job anymore it feels no, like Marina, i don't know go on <laughs> it feels like you're just kind of grinding and grinding and grinding you know mm. different industries different activities and so my my philosophy on that is i don't want to hate my day job you know day mm-hmm. job yeah i still want to like what i do i still because I do that like the most of my day is that Mm -hmm. and I do want to find joy in it which I am doing Mm -hmm. and I kind of want to bring my two worlds together and help my filmmaker friends also help my insurance friends you know kind of like have them uh have these worlds combine these worlds in some type of way like I I just lost my train of thought but anyway you know yeah it (laughs) it makes it makes total sense yeah for sure yeah no I yeah I agree my day job right now is filming weddings mostly I also do some corporate video stuff but like um yeah you know it can be seen as soul-sucking and a lot of times when I talk about it to film people like it the joke is that it's like a soul-sucking gig Mm-hmm. But um, but honestly, like I don't hate it. If I absolutely hated it, I probably wouldn't be doing it still. Um, it's fine, you know. It's fine for um for what I'm where I'm at right now in my film career, and it's paying the bills. But it's also not like you know a demanding typical nine to five kind of thing. You know, like the kind of job where you hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm out and about and I'm talking to people and I'm sort of directing a little bit you know but i'm i'm operating a camera even though it's just a you know a sony uh a7s3 on a okay. gimbal you know is it's it the one is it the one that shoots like very well in low light or something is it that is the one? yeah they're pretty oh. incredible in low okay. light yeah okay. yeah and they have like amazing touchscreen autofocus that's really cool you just you know you touch a person as they're moving and it usually like sony's autofocus technology like it'll recognize a face and if okay. you tap it once, no matter where that face goes in the frame, it'll just follow it on its own with perfect focus. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Like it's it's fun to mess around with those cameras, but it's fun to try to, you know, get my filmmaker brain involved in that too. So it doesn't have to be like a bland wedding video, but I can try to like, you know, think of cool shots, creative shots. Oh, that's so cool. If only they knew you're famous. <laughs> uh they don't know no i mean uh, i have thought about it'll be hilarious if i like make it make it in film and any of them are like movie people and they're like dude that is the guy who shot our wedding isn't it like and now we are divorced yeah and now we're divorced yeah exactly (laughs) yeah fuck him yeah i'm never seeing one of his movies oh where are we at on swearing in this Uh, i'm gonna hold back yeah no Mm -mm. no okay cool no no holding back that's what i do on my podcast no holding back yeah i know i know yeah, you've not. You're like I've noticed. It's disturbing. I've noticed. I've I I actually really enjoy your podcast. It's really like informative, oh. and you know, you bring in all those writers on to mm-hmm. talk about what they do. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I'll yeah. plug it right now. The Social Screenwriters Podcast. <laughs> okay. um, it's on like Spotify and Apple and yeah, wherever. Else. Yeah, it's so it's okay. Shameless self promotion. But I you wanted to. You got to do it. Of course. I wanted to um, talk to you about 
because it seems like from you what you're posting right that mm -hmm. you're making short films literally every weekend mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> i don't know mm -hmm. if that's true so how yeah. many short short films have you filmed this year 2023 yeah so this year is by far the most i've ever done like basically my uh -huh. first film i made in short film I made in 2018. It's a short film called Donor. I made it as my first student film and no one will ever see it. So don't Aww, ask. I never figure say one never. Day, maybe if I like make it to the point where I'm just a totally confident filmmaker, I might put it out just for fun. But um, but there's like a kill scene at the end of the movie that's so awfully orchestrated by me. I had no fucking idea how to do a kill scene. Never even like watched a like stunt video on YouTube of like here's how you film like a stabbing. Yeah. Nothing. I just went in just like nah, I'll figure it out, and it was really hard. Um, and then in 2019, I made another student film. The pandemic happens. Um, 2021, I released. Well, we released a film called Ethan and Edna. That was. I love that one. Thank you so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's one that kind of got us uh, a little bit of attention and uh, just around locally in St. Louis. And then in 20, then the next thing I did was um, last year in the winter of 2022. So one year ago, we got together and did a really small two day shoot for a film called Captcha. It's a short film and we dropped that in March of 2023. So that's where this year begins. We dropped Captcha in March of 2023. Then we shot one in June. We shot one in August. We shot one in September. And we just shot one again in uh, October. So we did four. Three of them I directed. Well, two I directed on my own. One I co-directed. And then one was my friend Zach. And I ran sound and, like, you know, produced. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's been an insane year. Like, before hopping on here, I was editing one of them. Um, but yeah, it's all the work is done. That's what we wanted to do. And like, you know, I'll put it out there too. We never planned to do this, this ambitious yeah. year. What it was, was we had one film that we wanted to do. And me and my friend, Zach, Zach was the DP of CAPTCHA. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to co-direct something just for fun. And um, so we, and we co-wrote a script called Nonstop and we were going to shoot it. And in July was our shoot date. And then we found out at the last the last minute that this location we had in Illinois, this like old farmhouse that was built in like the 1880s or something, it didn't have air conditioning. And we're like in Missouri, the summers get so bad. It's like, you know, 100 degrees, 105 degrees with a yeah. heat index of like 120. Yeah. So it would be impossible to shoot there for multiple days. You know, it would be miserable. So we're like, shit. All right, I guess we have to push. That sucks. And it was like, well, what if in the meantime we like tried to do some small, um, you know, some smaller films? And I got very fortunate too after Captcha that I know I'm trailing off here, but a woman reached out to me online on social media and she wanted to um to talk, to have a Zoom. And she's a producer and you know, she's LA based. And she wanted to talk and we get on the Zoom and she was like, hey, yeah, I just seen a couple of your short films and I really like what you're doing. And I'm in a place right now in my career where for the first time I have like a little bit of expendable income. And I was wondering if I could maybe like help you out and give you a little funding just to like help you get things going. And I was like, yeah, that would be amazing. No one has ever offered me anything like that. Like Ethan and Edna, we did the Kickstarter route, which I think you've yeah. done 
and it's it's just a whole like raising money is very like not only like fine but necessary a lot of the time like you have to do some kind of crowdfunding yeah but i think you'll you probably know as well as i do that it it's just laborious it sucks it's just a lot to think about a lot to worry about even whenever you raise the money it's like cool the money's raised now we have all these perks that we promised people that we got to make sure we're on top <laughs> of and get out and all yeah. that stuff so it's a pain in the ass a little bit but um she wanted to offer me 5k to make a film and i was like cool and then the scrappy indie filmmaker in me that i always make movies for, for pretty cheap i was like hey could i make like a couple movies with that and she was like honestly yeah do whatever you want with the money like i just wanted to give it to you to you know and she's gonna get an ep credit you know that's that was of interest to her and yeah but really she just wanted to help me out so having that money i was like well why don't we just make a couple things leading up to when we can shoot non-stop more in like the fall when it cools down so that was the plan, and we planned to do a few. I did one in June called Us Plus One. It's kind of like a it's a comedy, but it's really weird and quirky. And then in August, I did one called Fantasmic. That's a horror film. And then in September, Zach did his. And then in October, we got together and did nonstop. So we released one film, and we made four in 2023. Oh my goodness. Congrats. All, all short films. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, but the amount of work that goes into it, like, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm dead. Like, I know. I You're dead. Really and... towards the towards the end of it, I was hating it. Oh yeah. What yeah, do you, it was just what do you do so when much. you hate it? How do you cope with that feeling? That's a really good question. Um, me, I'm a psycho, so I just push through it and I just like I just accept it in my mind that like well, you know, this is what you want to do for a living. And this is the commitment that you made to yourself. So, yeah. you know, the only other thing you could do is quit and you're not doing that. So it's like, I just try to push it out of my mind when I'm like, probably, it's probably not super healthy, but like, you know, when I'm like too exhausted and I really probably need to like take a step back, I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. You know, like just keep going, keep going. Um. And that's that's how it goes sometimes. But like, I mean, you know, all it takes really is seeing one like really good movie, either one that I've always loved or something new that like just reinvigorates that feeling of like, oh, my God, like that's the magic of movies. And that's that's why I love them and why I want to make them. Yeah. You know what? I can relate to that, actually. Um, mm -hmm. It's like whenever you're exhausted by like creatively exhausted that's what I call it and you just need some something to be like poured into you mentally like mm -hmm. some other people's work that inspires you or whatever so so mm -hmm. you can have that um kind of recharge yourself mm -hmm. or recharge and it's always creative... the scooby-doo movie with uh Matthew Lillard that's <laughs> that every time oh yeah for me it's a Cinderella story oh is that real yeah yeah oh nice beautiful yeah. i don't know what mine my real one is honestly like fuck i don't know um it depends on what kind of mood i'm in and what because uh, let me ask you this like because yeah. um uh nana is yeah. very much like a dramedy and uh because yeah. well no it's just a drama kind of there's some funny stuff in there though too. yeah 
Yeah. Like it, it feels like it's in that, that vein. And, um, is, are you like a one genre kind of person or are you like wanting to branch out and do, you know, other things? Uh, so I'm gravitating more towards comedy, uh, just yeah. because, you know, that's how I live my life through the lens of, you know, comedy, sarcasm and dark humor. Yeah. So, oh, I haven't know. noticed really. No, I'm just playing. I got you. <laughs> so um see i found that joke funny because of my lens that's right in front of me there you go there you go <laughs> but anyway yeah I've, I've been editing actually my new short film called thank you and last night i was editing it and it's like a heavy drama you know like the, about this ukrainian girl who's like dealing with some war related stuff you know trying to mm. solve some problems and during the um during um a lunch with her american friends slash colleagues and Mm -hmm. they're not really understanding what's going on and she's kind of her in her own bubble so i was editing and um it's like a drama drama you know nothing was supposed to be funny in it but i found something and i did the cut and it was so funny to me like i just could not it's like it's funny because it was so ridiculous, like given mm-hmm. the situation. Um, mm-hmm. So we just like intercut between the two scenes and the actresses I had and who read the script and they all said, okay, like this is, this is like dark humor. Like this is kind of funny in a way. So I think whatever genre I do, I still have that foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Foundation yeah. of, sarcasm foundation of dark humor and the foundation Mm. of that you know whatever the story is the story itself is not taking itself seriously kind of um Mm -hmm. so so in in nana there's stuff like that too you know it's like funny but but then sad but then also funny and i really felt it when i screened it for the first time at my first festival (laughs) this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. yeah la la shorts so it was kind of big you know so mm-hmm. let, let me tell you this i know you didn't ask yet but <laughs> i'm just gonna talk about film festival anyway yeah no please do my first film festival was called la shorts and mm-hmm. it's like a academy award um academy award qualifying, qualifying. festival yeah yeah so like this was my first notification on Film Freeway because I, I submitted to a bunch. This was my first notification. You got accepted. And then all the people I know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be like one of those, you know, like five people show up and whatever, you know, like it's I, I mean, that's how film festivals are. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So I show up, you know, the opening night, there's like a huge line outside and I'm like, is that? what what is this it's like this festival is a really big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah and then my screening like the theater was literally packed like my mm-hmm. block like no free no available seats and i think some people wow. wanted to get in and they didn't let them because like it was packed and wow. i and i just i know it was like nerve-wracking yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah that is yeah. a big festival though i and you I, know who was in the audience yeah. guy the guy who directed shan chi i can't i can't that's in daniel Cretton. yeah mm-hmm. no shit <laughs> you know <laughs> i actually love that dude um, funny his thing. first film short term 12 is one of my all-time favorite films i i yeah i 
so like I knew who he is, obviously, but like I couldn't place the name and the face together. Uh-huh. And I was like on stage answering some Q&A. And then I see this guy and I'm like, oh, like he looks familiar. Maybe it's someone from work because I invited a bunch of people. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> maybe and, someone from work. yeah that's what, like that was my first thought and then uh-huh. i re- and i slowly started to realize and then we when we were walking up you know after the q a my producer he was like do you like marvel <laughs> just uh-huh. randomly he was like oh like the director like is here in the audience like i wonder what he's doing here <laughs> and yeah. my producer was like oh yeah he's probably scouted for talent i'm like oh probably not but <laughs> yeah oh um, man that's crazy yeah that was that was crazy that's my first festival experience and you know i just hearing how the audience reacts and how people kind of like laugh certain parts and they like mm-hmm. gasp and you know it was and and the girl behind me she was sitting behind <clears> me <throat> she was like at the end she was like oh that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that was such a cool thing to hear and i yeah. i just I just love, you know, the combination of things and funny mm-hmm. stuff, sad stuff and like everything, all of yeah. it, you know, all all parts of human experience, I guess. Yeah. Same, same. Um, our film festival right now, our big one in St. Louis. <clears throat> the St. Oh, Louis yeah. Congrats on that. Festival. Yeah. You went yeah. Uh, over the weekend, right? You screened something. Yeah, we screened something and that's not even the coolest part. That was cool and it was fun. But um, the past two, well, actually, no two nights ago but for two nights in a row i went and um alexander payne uh was screening his movies and talking about like you know comedy and sad and just life kind of like movies that just depict life i feel like he's like the king of that or one of uh the best filmmakers doing that and um we watched his new one called the holdovers on night one with paul giamatti uh he wasn't there Mm, paul giamatti but he's the star and it's a great movie and Alexander Payne, you know, did a whole Q&A and just an interview about himself. And it was really awesome. And then the next night he screened The Descendants. Have you ever seen that? George Clooney and. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it, it was really good. That was my first time ever watching it. OK. And um, and then we he did a Q&A after. But like, yeah, just it, it was a reminder to me of like, because honestly, too, this isn't like to toot my own horn because I'm really far off from Alexander Payne. But, um, you know, when I was writing Suplex, a script I wrote in film school, it's a feature about like a young guy in a small Missouri town. He's like 18. He's kind of a coward. You know, he, he doesn't have a lot of confidence, but um, he's obsessed with professional wrestling. But he lives in this abusive home and he just wants to get out of his little town and like go live life. But he's scared to make the jump. And um, there's like this little backyard wrestling league in his town that's like real gritty and violent and all these kids basically just beating the shit out of each other and filming it on camcorders. Yeah. Um, And he he joins that wrestling league to like find courage, but it's very much comedic. But, you know, there's elements of like, you know, drug abuse and like an abusive household and all these things. This kid really is living a tough life. And um, my professor compared it to out he was like this is kind of like alexander payne stuff you know and that made me go down the rabbit hole of alexander payne and i was like oh shit like this is exactly the kind of stuff i want to do like nebraska is one of my favorite movies and um so knowing that and just like going to that screening for two nights and watching his movies with him in the audience was like a reminder to me of like 
that's truly my favorite shit like movies that do that like that's so movies special. that are comedic and dramatic and yeah. they just talk about the life experience because in the past year honestly a lot of the stuff i've done has been comedy but it's also horror or comedy and it's thriller or you know whatever and really my feature work is different my feature work is more like you know ladybird type of like uh, you know, my favorite like, one of my favorites uh, is it yeah i, I yeah. love ladybird the uh the feature that's doing the most for me right now and is hopefully going to get made soon um a big comp is ladybird um oh, but yeah it's okay. like uh i'm a i'm a big fan of um of that you know just like talking about the life experience and honestly it's i can't wait to see your next film it's uh -huh. so cool to hear i mean you know it's obviously a terribly tragic topic but i know it's something that you're very passionate about which is what's going on in ukraine what's been going on for you know years yeah. now but um but to hear that you made a film about it and you tried to find a place of levity while still talking about the very real feelings you have about it i i just think that's awesome have you ever seen the big sick i don't think so it's kumail nanjiani big sick sounds yeah. really familiar Kumail Nanjiani and uh, <clears throat> Zoe Kazan, there's a joke in it where um, obviously Kumail Nanjiani's Pakistani uh -huh. and very much a brown guy in appearance. And he's talking to his girlfriend's white parents. And one of them's Ray Romano. Oh, Ray the Romano. big sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Do you I remember saw this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I was one like, of my favorite... Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great movie. One of my um, one of my favorite jokes in it is uh, Ray Romano. The first time they meet, he's like. So uh 9-11, you know, <laughs> and he's like, what do you think? And Camille's like, you want to know my thoughts on 9-11? And he's like, yeah, I mean, what do you think about it? And he's like, oh, I mean, 9-11 was a terrible tragedy. I mean, we lost nine of our best guys. <laughs> and like, it's just like shit that. like that, like jokes like that, where you can take a terrible tragedy, but just flip it <laughs> on its head and make a joke that's not really like you know it's not in super poor taste it's just like yeah. it's funny because it's inappropriate but it's not like yeah. disgusting uh that's a talent like that's a comedic talent no exactly and uh well thank you for saying that and I, yeah. i'm looking forward to finishing that film too because it's very special to me you know mm -hmm. and there is a joke not to spoil it but there's like a joke about putin there oh okay <laughs> Coming from uh, coming from this like white American older lady, mm -hmm. and my description in the script of her was a Republican but doesn't talk about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, so like at some point she makes a joke, and yeah. it's like you know, and the actress who played it, she was like, "Oh, this is dark. <laughs> like mm -hmm. this is, I love that." And you know, yeah. so I'm I'm trying to do stuff like that, you know, tr and I love Greta Gerwig, too. So I think a lot. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I think Lady Bird was my very first script that I read. Ah, um, yeah, that was yeah. that was something that inspired me like a lot, a lot, you know, mm -hmm. to write and, you know, and Greta Gerwig is her personality because I I was yeah. like watching her interview. I think it was back in what 2018 2017 mm -hmm. i was watching her interviews and like damn like she is so cool just you know just mm -hmm. her personality is so amazing it yeah. seems like yeah and, like, she's really, awesome yeah. yeah really really talented and i do see that in your films too because like um you know i i did watch a lot of short films i think we're running out of time so 10 minutes mm -hmm. so i 
did watch a lot of short films, um, you know, by different people. But your, I think, really stood out, your short mm-hmm. film, um, mm-hmm. because it had that, like, A24 quality to it. <laughs> I don't know oh, how to, thank ex- you. I don't know how to it, explain um, it. Ethan and Edna? Ethan and Edna, yeah. yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. CAPTCHA as well, but CAPTCHA is more like silly one, you know. Um, it is, yeah, yeah. It's a glorified <laughs> comedy sketch, in my I, opinion. I love that. Film. Like, it's so it's yeah. so entertaining, but Ethan and Edna really touched my heart. Be- oh, and you. like the scene where he's like mowing the lawn, uh, the lawn, I think, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. was just like, I, I want to put the A24 on, on there oh, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm I don't surprised know why. I it didn't do that feels to, like for it. myself it just, as an ego thing. It just feels like it. So yeah. I, I, I really like that movie because it was touching. It was funny, and it's about grandma. And I think both you and me made the movies about grandma. <laughs> We made grandma movies. I know. We That's grandma movies. It can be like double short at some point, you know. Like we a, should do a double feature. We yeah. should do like a double. Yeah, d- we, yeah. because they're not how, features, how, but they're double shorts. <laughs> yeah, double short. You're right. Double um, short. How long? How long is your film? Nana is nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. Okay. So we could have like a a thirty minute. Sh- yeah. Double short. We can have a thirty minute work. double short. Yeah, with the great. with that with an hour and a half Q and A afterwards. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely, just yeah. for the egos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll get Dustin Daniel Cretton to come yeah. and be in the audience. We'll invite him, and yeah. I'll finally <laughs> learn his uh, learn his name. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm really bad with like names and titles, and you know, it's just I don't know. I hope it gets better at some point. Yeah, it's a lot um, to remember. But what is your, so you made, this year you made what, three? <clears throat> three. So what is yep. your favorite one out of three that you made? Oh, man. So they're all works in progress, and it's kind of hard to say. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, like, they don't even have score yet. And score is what makes the movie, you know, like, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, and they're all very different, like, um. Us plus one is the one we made in June in June. And that's like a comedy, but it's also kind of like like a satirical romance. Like it's like leaning into all like the tropes of a romance or even like almost like low-key, like soap opera-ish, um, taking itself very, very serious with a bit of a stupid premise, okay. which is kind of like what Captcha did. Yeah. You know, it's like it treats it like a very serious sci-fi thriller, but it's, it's yeah. at the end of the day dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I really like doing that, but on a feature level, it would be a lot harder to do that. So really like I kind of am a different filmmaker, I feel like, as a short filmmaker than really? I intend to be as a feature filmmaker. Yeah. Like oh, okay. I okay. mean, short films, you know, you only have so much time to tell a story, and it's kind of like the perfect that's why I think comedy and horror shorts play so well, because it's kind of similar. Like, you know, comedy, you set up a joke you lean into that joke a few times and then it's over and it's it's great um horror you come up with you know a scare you know and a couple scares coming off of that main scare what's scary about this and that's it like there and you can just do like a gag you know like comedy you can do the same thing three times the same joke and it works or like horror i don't know if you've seen the horror short lights out no it's a pretty famous one So it's I'll spoil it, but it's a woman in her apartment and she is going to bed. It's like two minutes long. 
She's going mm-hmm. to bed and she's walking into her bedroom and she clicks off the hallway light. And when she does at the end of the hallway, she sees like a figure, like a shadow, like someone standing there and she gets unsettled and turns the light on and there's no one there. And then she clicks it off again and it's there, turns it on. She's, it's gone, clicks it on off again. It's now halfway closer to her down the hall. And, she, you know, and then it's like in her face and she freaks out. But it's like, you know, that's just a simple like horror gag. That's all it is. Like, it's just like a, a simple scare tactic. There's no character development. You know, we don't know who this woman is or anything about her. Yeah. Um, but we're along for the ride because it's like it works in a short form. They made that into a feature and I've never seen the feature. But what I know about the feature is that I don't think it was like critically received well. And uh, okay. I wonder if it's, you know, because I just think expanding a feature out of a concept like that where, you know, there was no character development. Now it's like you're starting from scratch building a character that we all, you know, care about. Yeah. Um, Which is a taller task than many would believe. So, like, I don't know. I just think short films, I'm I'm different. Whereas my feature films, I really, like you know, lean really heavily into the character and who is this character. And then it's fun to take just a really interesting person through different uh, obstacles and different situations, you know, that you just don't get to do in a short form. That's like why Ethan and Edna is my most most character-based thing so far. And it's like 20 minutes long, you know, yeah. which can be a bit of a dead zone for short films because it's, it's just too long to get programmed. It is, but it is so good. Thank you. Thank you. I pray. That's like the truest representation of what I want to be as a feature filmmaker, I think, is Ethan and Edna. And then like CAPTCHA and Us Plus One. Those are just kind of like me working out the muscles of directing and framing shots, you know, yeah. and getting yeah. getting performances that feel real and authentic. Yeah. But I'm also just kind of fucking around. Like I'm not trying to tell some like, you know, big, beautiful story. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I would rather do in long form. But that was me sneaking out of the question. If I had to name one of the three that's my favorite, I think it would be nonstop. Um, oh, okay. Because it's just a, it's a really insane cocaine movie. Um, so it's like two guys are going to a bachelor party and the only person that they can get coke from is a dude who they quit hanging out with after high school because he's just kind of a bum. He's kind of like kind of crazy kind of a wild card and as they grew older and started families and stuff you just have to cut out certain people from your life yeah um if they're not on the same path as you so they take the chance and they go to this dude to get cocaine this old friend and um the guy basically doesn't want them to leave right away and doesn't want the party to stop and it's kind of like you know i i had you know an issue with addiction and i quit drinking alcohol and quit doing drugs about six years ago so weirdly, it does sort of touch on that in that this this character that they go to see is just hell bent on never letting the party stop, which uh-huh. is like a place that in the writing of this I could relate to, even though we were writing a very insane comedy. It's like that part of it was real to me. Um, but, you know, it's it's just wild and there's a lot of cocaine involved and, you know, crazy uh, performances and, you know, some violence and stunts and it was just a lot of fun to make very cool congrats on that did you complete it already or like yeah we um yeah we had where are you in the process we had an insane story so like we were going to do four days in illinois and that was going to be it 
Uh-huh. And we get out there and day one goes pretty well, even though like the pre-production leading up to this movie was a nightmare. There was people who had came and gone, came and went. They had to drop out last second because of like, you know, very valid reasons. But it was like we just couldn't catch a break. And then we get out there and day one goes great. And then day two, our hair and makeup girl, who also does like special effects makeup, which are a very big part of this production. Mm-hmm. Um, and our lead actor, one of them came mm-hmm. down with it was we still don't know for sure it was either a stomach bug or food poisoning we're not entirely sure but they were very very sick and it was just a nightmare and we're like you know we're two hours away from where we're all where we all live so you know we're staying in airbnbs and all this stuff yeah. and uh it was just a nightmare and because of that the the last day which is the biggest stunt day we just had to scrap and we were like we're just going to come back and do it so last Sunday we went and did our pickup day. So now, yeah, technically we're done shooting. Yeah, there might be there might be one or two things that we have to pick up, but I think everyone's pretty burnt out on nonstop right now. Yeah, tell say it again. Yeah. Whatever yes. you're saying. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so our meeting was on a forty minute time limit, and we were running out. And Marina said, "Okay, I'm gonna stop this. Come back." And I was like, "Okay." And wouldn't it be funny, I said to you when I came back, if I just never came back and I deleted all my social media and just never talked to you again. And you said you have a movie about that. And yeah. I'm curious to hear about it. It's called He Doesn't Text Me. It's my first, oh, very shit. first yeah. short film that you, yeah. I think you saw. Yeah, like yeah I saw two, it. It was like a two year yeah. old, two, two year mm-hmm. old at this point, two year old film. And I just mm-hmm. rewatched it. I made a whole it. YouTube video breaking it down and analyzing really? it, actually. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, three it's minutes. Four hours long. It's four hours long. It's just three minutes yeah. analyzing my every frame, pixel mm-hmm. by pixel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just rewatched. Uh, well, okay, let's finish with you. Uh, you were telling us a crazy story how shit went down uh, <clears throat> yeah, during your pickup so- day. That was basically the end of it, you know, but like uh, people got sick. We had to cancel our fourth day and come back out two weeks later. And the thing that was stressful about it, though, is that, you know, it was October 29th, whenever we postponed. And every week that you get into November, every day, really, like the colors are changing outside. The grass is changing. The leaves are falling. And all we have left are exteriors. And it was like. And we had already filmed some exteriors at the beginning of the movie and everything's green and the trees are, you know, reasonably full with leaves, but they're falling even in that, the beginning shot. So it's like in two weeks, it's going to be a lot different. So we get out there and we can deal with that. Um, But at the end of the day, we were running so low on time and, you know, daylight savings happened. So around like 4.30 PM, it's like totally dark out. And we were running low on light and our last like three shots are the sun was basically completely down almost totally. And we were lighting it with a light in the front yard, you know, and trying just to shoot tights to like make it still look like daylight. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen in the footage, it's probably going to be okay. But um, but yeah, we had to like scrap a little bit of our ending. We had to just kind of like do it in a slightly different way than we originally planned because we lost daylight and it was just gone. So it's, it was this whole fucking thing, but, um, but I'm happy with it. I think it's going to be fine. That was nonstop. Well, you know what they say? Movies don't want to be made. 
<laughs> yeah. Do they say that or did you just make that up? That's no, a good one. a lot of people, a lot of people say that actually. I wish I made that up. No, a lot of people yeah. say that when I shot my, my most recent short um, about this uh, based on like Ukraine war and um, mm -hmm. my personal story. So uh, like I knew that, well, first of all, we booked a restaurant um, for one day because they were closed. Mm -hmm sunday right that's one day mm -hmm. a week and we can't do mm -hmm. like sunday and monday or like saturday and sunday so mm -hmm. it had to be done within one day although i promised to myself after nana that i'm never gonna plan for one day of shooting for the short film no matter how short no matter mm -hmm. the script but yep. i did it i did it again and i planned for one day and i said to all my department heads hey like we need to do it in one day. Like we need to plan everything down to one minute. We mm -hmm. really need to, you know, take it really seriously and know everything. So we broke down like the shot list frame by frame with the DP. We scouted so many times. We had at least three scouts with the DP, mm -hmm. with the gaffer and the DP, the production mm -hmm. designer and gaffer and the DP. <laughs> so, yeah. so we were going like in and out, in and out. We knew about the place, the lighting, everything. Now, and mm -hmm. um, we're having a Zoom meeting with all my department heads. We're shooting on Sunday. We're having our final Zoom meeting. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday leading to, to our Sunday. And then my first AD sends me um sends me a text like have you have you seen the weather for forecast it's like um so there's supposed to be a hurricane oh my god jesus <laughs> so you're gonna say like a thunderstorm or something hurricane first okay. ever in california since 1939 and guess mm. when it's supposed to happen it's sunday. supposed to happen on sunday yes perfect <laughs> perfect and you know and i was like <laughs> well i thought that it's just gonna be a, like a heavy rain and mm -hmm. i was like sending people memes like you know that meme with lady gaga she's talking about filming a music video and she was like and it's all and it started raining and thundering and lightning and they were like gaga shoot the shoot the um shut the production and she was like uh -huh. are you crazy we got free rain shoot that shit <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. I've never so, seen that, but that's yeah, I'll, awesome. I'll send it to you. But yeah, yeah, I was sending people memes. But then by Friday, shit got serious. And, you know, people yeah. are calling me. It's like, hey, you might need to cancel it. I'm like, no, like we already have everything. You know, we already booked like the equipment. You know, we already we're already renting stuff. We already pay for insurance policy. Like it's not refundable, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I was like, OK, let's start doing that. And I told my first idea, and my producer, you know what? Like if it's really, really, really bad, like we'll see because, mm -hmm. you know, Saturday leading to our shoot day was pretty good. It's like sunny, like things are like like normal you know and uh, in LA yeah. and then I told everyone you know uh well not everyone I think I told my producer my first day like if it's really bad I will literally host everyone uh, at my house which was nearby uh close mm -hmm. to the location I'll, uh, I will not let anyone drive in like the crazy Armageddon end of the world like conditions you know mm -hmm. so we wake up on Sunday I think my first day calls me did you wake up I'm like yes I'm awake and mm -hmm. it starts raining and it gets worse and worse and worse with the rain mm -hmm. 
So my sound guy. Um, yeah, that's their set. dream. Like, every sure. No, everyone is on set pretty much. You know, we have our lead. We have pretty much everyone. And I think like some some actresses were, were already there, but not, not all the cast. Mm-hmm. And then my producer calls me. He was like, you know, and we, we start unloading all the equipment in the rain. Like we, we, we wear all these ridiculous raincoats. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it's raining but you know the restaurant owner is there he was like okay like shoot it whatever you know i don't care um yeah so uh my producer calls me is like i i feel really sorry to say that but i think we would need to shut the set down because like it's it's raining really hard and we don't know because right now it's like only 7 30 or 8 like Mm -hmm. we don't know how bad it can get it will get yeah. Um. And then me, and my DP were like, okay, let's talk to him. And we like we all talked together, like as a team. And we were like, okay, let's do it because it doesn't seem like really bad right now. Let's still do it because everybody's already here. So we'll mm-hmm. put our cast and crew in more danger by asking them to drive right now to drive back home. Mm-hmm. So long story short. It was raining the whole day, but it wasn't like a hurricane type of rain. I think it was like a heavy, we, we had heavier rains in LA for sure. And I think the rainy weather and the overall like anxiety of everyone just added to the production value so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like I woke up and I, I was literally spitting blood like this <laughs> in the morning before my shoot. Yeah, I had like a nosebleed. I don't know what was happening to me, but I was I felt like I was dying. Yeah, like, just from like stress. <laughs> just from stress. Yeah, like I had a migraine Jesus. like the day before that. I had a migraine because like everyone's yeah. calling me about the hurricane. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I'm the one in charge. So I need to like lead people, like come up with some type of decision. Oh, yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah, (laughs) it's a nightmare. So so I have a migraine. I was literally like picking up, unloading the equipment with like a cold pack on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It was I don't know. And I forgot to eat like the, the day of the shoot, forgot to eat. Like I only ate like a little bit, just a tiny bit, which like, yeah. contra- but like I did, yeah. I did well, I think. <laughs> no, no one ever find out, found out. I mean, unless they watch this interview, they will find out. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was, I was dying. I was dying. Oh, and I gosh. thought, and I thought, and I thought like nothing's going to happen or like everything's going to fall apart. You know that feeling like before they shoot, like you just yeah. think that everything is going to fall apart. And, oh, yeah. and there are so many factors that are outside of your control, too. Mm-hmm. But then I think like by the middle of the day, I I had like a peace of mind, like, OK, this is happening. Like we did all of our exterior and we didn't have any permits like obviously that was another one of my worries like mm-hmm. okay we're shooting like it's a busy street in LA mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. literally main street you know mm-hmm. so much food traffic but because of rain it was not a lot of food traffic <laughs> amazing so yeah that kind of you know, worked out it kind of worked out and yeah. you know it worked out for the drama of it all and for like the visual all of, of it all because we were worried about the sun when we were yeah. scouting we we're like oh my god the sun is so bright you know it doesn't mm. fit the story but the clouds 
overcast yeah, of that the sun. Clouds, oh, the clouds, perfect. the clouds did the job. Yeah. yeah so soften the light. I, I can totally, totally relate to what you're saying about like horror stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I Filming can totally relate stories. to what you're saying about bleeding out of every hole in your face uh, <laughs> whenever you go to shoot. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I feel you. The stress of it all is insane, and like that's what I've been feeling for like basically like. I mean, I guess five months now. It's kind of starting to subside now because we're done with production. Uh-huh. But from fucking, you know, we started pre-production on the one in June in April. And we just wrapped in November. And it's been a constant thing of like, right when we finished the one in June, uh, June 30th, it was like, let's start pre-production for the one in August. We have a month and 18 days sprint to get this thing going. And then when we wrapped that one, it was like we have, I think, 30 days before my friend Zach did his. Yeah. And then after that, we had 30 days until nonstop. And that's been the whole year. And it's been insane. But I, I relate to what you said, too, about forgetting to eat. Because on yeah. set, I do that all the time. I can eat breakfast in the morning. But after that, once I'm there, like, it's just kind of like the anxiety yeah. of it all mm-hmm. that I don't have much of an appetite. Absolutely not. My my lead actress, Sophia, she made me have lunch. Yeah. She was like, please have lunch. <laughs> yeah. And but it's please. smart too. Like you you need food. Your body needs food. It needs energy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, yeah. I know. But I mean, how do you do that? I, I cannot imagine doing that. I mean, I feel overwhelmed, you know, doing production pre-production uh production and post-production and going taking nana to festivals because like festivals take a lot of your energy i don't know about you but for me Mm. you know obviously i work full-time i work nine to six you know and doing post doing pre doing like festivals and festivals mm-hmm. have like opening and your showing date and your closing date and you want to go to all of those you know yeah. and you want to look good too yeah <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah and you know my very first festival again like I was down with the fever like it was not COVID it was not even a cold but I had like such high fever my mm-hmm. very first festival and I'm like what is happening I don't feel nervous but I think mm-hmm. on the inside I did because you know my first Q&A my first screening whatever I don't know how people will react yeah so yeah it's crazy how do film yeah. festivals feel for you um you know if I'm doing the Q&A thing a little more intense uh-huh. um because yeah you just got to sit up there and it's like this weird in-between thing for me where I'm like, I don't know, I'm like, I am a real filmmaker, yet I'm kind of not, I'm still on the way. And I just have this complex about me too. I've had, I guess, since I was young that like, you know, when people, I'm I'm just bad with compliments. So when people say nice things about my work or about me personally or whatever, I'm like, oh, they're just being nice, you know, whatever. So I can sit on a stage in front of like, you know, a couple hundred people and be like, oh, it's weird that all these people are here just like being polite you know what I mean like they didn't they didn't genuinely like it that much they're all just being nice and like that's the story I tell myself that like probably should get back into therapy but um but yeah it's uh it's definitely like a weird thing but I do I have to say I enjoy it more now my first festival experience was during the pandemic so it was um yeah it was all over all over the internet and it was really weird 
Um, that was Tin Box, uh, the second film I'd made. And we actually had pretty good luck with that one. Like it played in quite a few festivals, but they were all exclusively online, okay. which sucked. And then Ethan and Edna was our first in-person experience, which was a ton of fun. But actually that one didn't get into many festivals. I think like our success rate was pretty low with like getting selected, which okay. again, you know, 20 minute movie, it's kind of already hard. Yeah. But um, but the ones we that that definitely was a bummer though because I definitely felt like we made like a good festival movie. Um, I think you did. I think you did. Worthy. Thank you. But yeah. um, but it is what it is, and I'm glad I went through it because, like, you know, I, you as you know too from like not just film festivals, but like you know screenwriting competitions and stuff. Have you done that stuff much? I feel like you have. Uh, I think I did like a little bit uh, during COVID a little bit. Like I, mm-hmm. I submitted to a couple. Um, so I think my win in that in that field uh, was Austin. Oh, so, yeah. So I placed yeah. what second round, I think, with yeah. my pilot that I wrote. Um, so I since rewrote that pilot and it's called I'm Dead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a story about this girl who finds out she has cancer mm-hmm. and she's kind of like in a weird place in life you know doesn't like she's late 20s like doesn't really know who she is and you know like her family hates her like her she's divorcing her husband you know she has an affair going on and you know doesn't like her job and on top of that she finds out she has cancer and then mm-hmm. she meets this girl. She doesn't have any friends. And she meets this girl and they kind of become friends close. And then she finds out that that girl is her death. And now they have to stick together for one year before she dies. So hmm. like that's the premise. Yeah. And that was a second rounder at Austin. <laughs> yeah, that was a second rounder in Austin. And I think I made a better sense. But, you know, that gave me a type of, you know, like... <laughs> I kind of felt legit being there, you know, almost mm-hmm. because I oh, got yeah, selected. Oh yeah, you went to the you went to the festival too. Right? I went to the festival. I mean, I yeah. was going to go anyway, even if I didn't get selected. But since I got selected, I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. And then at yeah. Austin Film Festival, I started introducing myself to people as a writer director. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And they were like, "What did you direct?" I'm like, oh, you know, I just directed this uh three minute short film by myself uh, called "He yeah. Doesn't Text Me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even out there, but you know, I made yeah. I made a couple of friends there, and I it was it was a great experience. It was kind of the experience of you know this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be, totally. and I really enjoyed the panels with like filmmakers, not necessarily mm-hmm. you know people who tell you how to get in the room, how to get an agent or a manager. Like if there was someone who was telling how to get an agent, I was like, oh, like let's talk about film. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like yeah. a little bit bored by that, yeah. um, by that um information. But it it was a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. Great. And what but- sucks too is that that information is like all necessary. That's the shitty thing. Is like the business side of it all too is like a necessary evil to learn well- about. You know, like I, again, like I love the business side of things. And mm. uh, unfortunately, there's not any practical advice other than build relationships and it's in any business you know insurance finance whatever it's all based Mm -hmm. on relationships so like you can go to a ton of lectures and 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 get advice on how to get an agent or manager but if you 
don't know anyone and no one knows you like good luck with that you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's, totally it's harsh but it's true but you it placed is. okay well, i'm not gonna keep you for long because we've been chatting for like an hour already oh i don't uh, mind i have nothing going on you have placed in a nickel right yeah mm -hmm. how was that yeah that was kind of the thing that really kicked things off for me in a big way so like in 2020 I submitted two features to the nickel okay. and neither of them got selected for anything. And I kind of went away and worked on those two features. This is when you were allowed to enter more than one thing. I think they've since made a rule where you can only submit one project each year. Oh, probably after uh, you, probably after you got. Yeah. They're selected. Like, this guy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I fucked things up. But like, also I think that's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess they're the Academy, but it's um it's pretty crazy to like self-impose a rule that cuts into your profit margin you know because you're because there are writers yeah. out there who want to pay twice the fee which is what i did to get two projects in but they yeah. they made this rule and i actually respect that a lot because they want to pay careful attention to each project and yeah um so yeah 2020 neither of them get selected 2021 i resubmit these like slightly rewritten projects and they both went pretty deep. One of them went to um, the semifinals, which I think is the top 150 out of, I forget how many were submitted that year, but like, it was like over 10 grand. It was like okay. a lot of scripts. Okay. And um, and it was the top 150. And then Suplex, that was Bellyache, um, a movie that's now in development, but and it's doing more for me than Suplex. But Suplex, uh, ironically, went further in the nickel. And it made it to the top 50. And I don't know where in the top 50. They only tell you top 50. But um, those two scripts went deep. And I remember like thinking, and I wonder if this will help like, you know, newer writers or newer filmmakers trying to break in. But like, I think when things like that happen for you, it's really important to remember that this is a window of momentum and they don't come around very often. But right now you have some momentum, you have some traction. And I remember thinking in that moment, like, I need to make sure that when all the smoke clears from this nickel thing, that I have a manager. That's mm -hmm. That was my goal. I want to have a manager after this. Yeah. So I started getting contacted by just a few, not many. Like, you know, you hear those stories where, like, someone goes really deep in the nickel and then they have, like, you know, a hundred emails all of a sudden from, like, managers yeah. and agents and stuff. It wasn't like that for me. I think I talked to, like, three who actually sought me out and then i was also like kind of pushing it on twitter that stuff can feel kind of gross but like i do think it's necessary too that like whenever you have a win that can get you traction in the business that you do post about it you know and oh, you yeah. do kind of be your loudest advocate um and Absolutely. luckily you know the the screenwriting and film community on twitter are all kind of really nice supportive people and we're all kind of all rooting for each other so I was, uh, you know, shared around by people. And uh, I think then I might have got a couple more meetings and I had a producer friend who's kind of a mentor who was like, hey, let me send it out on your behalf. And I got a few meetings like that um, in that whole mix of meetings. I actually took my least favorite meeting I've ever had in my life with a manager who just like it was a bummer of a meeting. Um, and it started out with uh, I'm like getting ready to go into the zoom meeting and yeah. i'm like all right man you know just like i did before everyone like this could be your chance just play it cool you know hopefully this works 
and I go into the Zoom room and uh, the manager I was meeting with, one of the first things they said was, um, uh, hey, yeah, that's so cool about the nickel. Just want to let you know full transparency. I don't want to represent you, but I'm just like thinking maybe, you know, I can like give you advice. <laughs> and it was just just heartbreaking right off the bat. I was like, oh, I'm so oh, okay. sorry. Cool, cool. That sounds good. And we ended up talking for a while and they were kind of just like Hollywooding me the whole time. Like kind of just being what a What does dick. that mean? Hollywooding. Hollywood, I, I think just word. like, yeah, just like kind of um, like, you know, I'm doing all these big flashy things and I'm going to like name drop. I'm going to name drop and I'm going to do this and that's that. That's bat you manners know. in Hollywood. That's not true Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, a Missouri guy, we, you know, we think you're a bunch of liberals out there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a liberal. <laughs> but, um, but uh, so anyway, that happens. Uh, and at the end of it, I ended up meeting my now manager, Jared Murray at Epicenter. Uh-huh. And we had a great meeting. And yeah, they ended up taking me on. And we've been working together ever since. That was we met in October 2021 and I signed with them December 2021. And then all of 2022, you know, I got to go on the whole like water bottle tour, as they call it. But it was all from my home in Missouri. It was all over Zoom. So you gave yourself water bottles. I just gave myself ice mountain water. Actually, no, I usually was drinking out of like a refillable bottle like this. So, yeah, but, you know, water bottle tour. (laughs) And um, but yeah, it. uh, I got to go on a bunch of meetings and stuff and it was cool, but all that came from the nickel. And I just think again, to reiterate, you know, if you have a big contest win, if you have a big film festival win or selection or whatever it is, you know, be loud about it. Cause I think, you know, for me, I knew as a, as a writer outside of LA that the internet is going to be a big tool for me to try to even crack into this LA based industry from not LA but even for LA people, you know, it's it's so much competition out there. And, you know, not that we're fighting against each other, but so many people are chasing this dream. And yeah. in Los Angeles, it's even more condensed. So yeah. it's like the Internet can be a really valuable way, I think, to cut through some noise and, you know, be seen by someone who might help you. And uh, and that's what happened for me. And I still continue to use the Internet in that way to, you know, I've I've had some cool opportunities come from just like making dick jokes on Twitter. You're pretty no. popular on Twitter. Like I remember how I found you. I I got on Twitter um maybe like summer 2021 and mm-hmm. I had like 3 followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh I was trying to tweet about screenwriting like filmmaking and you followed me like you were one of the first people from the screenwriting Twitter who followed me. Oh cool. And I followed you back or I don't remember maybe I followed you first. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't but remember. it was it was pretty cool and and you know yeah. and and you had at the time like maybe a thousand fo- or something like that and now you have what 20, 40 something no no 20? i i would have to check i think it's like 20 20 yeah okay. which is wild like that's I never wild would... that's wild yeah, i know i gotta admit too like i think of those 20 like you know i don't know how many actually see my stuff Ten thousand or porn bots there are 10,000 porn bots. 10, yeah. 10, I, I followed bots. every yeah. one of them back. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I sought them out just hoping they would follow me. No. Um, but yeah, it's uh, imagine, also, imagine if the porn bot didn't follow you back. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm just like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> oh man yeah don't look at my who i'm following like, even I'm if the porn bot doesn't watch your story that just tells about the quality of your content <laughs> yeah my content and my whole like brand online <laughs> they're just like yeah we're good and just yeah. like post the most like debauchery like type of shit you can imagine but, but um yeah but yeah so like um you know things have changed on there too i feel like since it became x um oh, it just feels like yeah. now like the algorithm's all weird and like you know the yeah. screenwriting community just isn't what it was a couple years ago it was so cool a couple years it ago. was really fun like it was yeah. really it had like a renaissance at the time and yeah. i really enjoyed you know and i met so many cool people um and right now it's like just algorithm just doesn't show you like the people no. you're actually interested in um and mm -hmm. like seeing their content but i do i can't relate to what you're saying about posting online and i think there's no shame in it and i know so many filmmakers who just who do things but they never post about them i'm like mm -hmm. well how people are supposed to know that you're even making something you know like yep. no one really cares i mean it's not like no one really cares but if you know me as a director writer producer like i have to be the loudest about my project because like Mm -hmm. my sound guy will not post about it you know my right. whoever like my first cd is not gonna post about it, yeah. it was just a gig <clears> for <throat> them you know and exactly i am the creator you know like i need to kind of mm -hmm. push that train forward all mm -hmm. the time so i mm -hmm. i think it's necessary you know and it's it's mm -hmm. just like you know you're making art for someone like you're writing for someone to read you're making your movies for someone to watch and people need to know that they're out there you know your films and I was yeah. so shamelessly self-promoting Nana when when it was premiering at LA Shorts and I think it was the weekend that Barbie and Oppenheimer premiered too uh -huh. um so I kind of jumped on that train um yeah because, I did the like... same thing with Capture. <laughs> remember that I oh remember, yeah we, I played, remember we played the same weekend I remember that yeah yeah, yeah I think so oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it should have been like a Capsh Barb Heimanana type thing, like four, yeah. all four of us in that club. <laughs> but anyway, keep going. That was we a bad should, joke. We keep should going. make like a four, four films, like Barbenheim, uh, 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 Barbenheimer, I mean, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Nana, Captcha, and we can also show Ethan and Edna. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's It'll do it. It'll be like cool. a six hour screening, but it's okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you really That's like amazing. movies, you'll attend this one. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so because, you know, you know what? People loved it. People thought it's super funny. And uh, I'm sure people loved your promotion, too. And I do remember you promoting stuff on Twitter. Like, oh, yeah, like this movie got 10 billion uh, box office or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something I stupid. I don't and know. I, and I thought it's so funny, literally. So, <clears throat> I, you know, I think, I think, yeah, it's it's great to self-promote like that <laughs> yeah i agree i know I've, I've said that for a while too that like especially again being outside of la it's like if you're not talking about the things you're doing or talking about yourself no one's gonna know who the fuck you are yeah. and that's that's very much like the antithesis of the goal of trying yeah. to make it in hollywood like you need to make sure people know you exist but you know in LA because you're not really here and uh once you move when you move here um mm -hmm. you will kind of see the other side of it where 
mm-hmm. everything that people talk about is themselves and what they do and oh, their projects. Yeah. So that, you know, it's a tricky balance. You know, you obviously yeah. you have to let people know what you're doing, but also don't be that annoying person at the party who only talks about their short films because like literally, yeah. you know, you go to a party and you meet 15 people and 10 of them have short films in development so, right. <laughs> or like at different stages. So yeah. obviously everyone is making something everyone is a creator of some kind yeah. um so yeah it's 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 definitely a balance that you yeah, need to kind of maintain that's a very good point yeah and like uh, there's a big difference for me i'm very okay at doing it online yeah. but in person i'm so terrible at it that like just last night i was at like a networking thing uh-huh. it was a it was a panel about our new tax incentives in missouri we just got new film tax incentives oh wow that are pretty awesome and it was great but after it was a networking event with all these filmmakers yeah and i did one lat and i talked to one guy who um knew me he approached me uh-huh. and um we were like friends on twitter but um but after that i just looked around and i was like yeah nope and i just left and i do that all the time at networking event because like i just i don't know it's just weird like I, Wait, and you know, so like, just one yeah. guy is a win anyway. It's a win, right? It's a win. It's a win. You night. did a good yeah. job and you cannot meet like 10 to 15 people. If you connected to one or two, like genuinely yeah. connected, that's a win in networking, yeah, win, I think. So, sure. you no know, I think I did a that. pretty good job of talking to a human last night. I think yes. I did not yes. bad. You know, I went to a networking event the other day and literally, you know, I I walk in and I see my friend. So I, you know, met my friend, met another guy who I know from another networking event. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we were kind of just talking, you know, and, you know, I didn't, I, I met a couple of new people, but to be fair, it's, it's not my favorite thing to do, but every once in a while I do that. And there are mm-hmm. also, also, it's like people who actually do something, like probably they don't really have the time maybe like me, like every once in a while, maybe like once or twice a year. But um, I don't know. It's it's just, it's interesting. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how to solve that problem, like the networking yeah. and, and making sense of it all. Yeah, but, I think I'm going to start drinking again because I was no. much better at small talk <laughs> when I was drinking. No, no. <laughs> so I'm going to do don't. that. Yeah, Please gonna... don't. But anyway, Andy, thank Mm -hmm. you so much for this conversation. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. And thanks for taking the time on the Friday night. Um, Now you can go out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Bye.